Welcome to the Up From Religion. This podcast is all about rising above inherited or self-limiting beliefs that holds us back from living authentically. It's also about life after religion. My name is Ashley. And I'm Reese. And um, for this first episode, we just want to give a bit of a background of who we are so you can see if you vibe with us or not. So Mm -hmm. pretty much our journey started off in Christianity and then evolved over to Hebrew Israelite. And then from there, it was just like, fuck it. We just left it behind. And through that process, my husband wrote a book up from religion. So it's a poetic memoir of his journey through that time period. And so we thought it would be a great idea to start a podcast up from religion to give a bit of a community to those who've gone through that and may have a little struggle, but just need somebody to listen to that's already been through that. And y'all can feel free to send y'all input as well. And we can play it on the show as well. But we just wanted to start a little support community for those that have been through the same thing. Mm-hmm. So like my wife said, I'm Reese, um, Mo Reese, and I'm the author of Up From Religion and the author of The Perceptionist. And um, I was born and raised in Christianity. As an adult, I became a Christian I left it as a youth, and then as an adult, I became a Christian again because I knew I wanted to change my life, and I knew nothing else except Christianity because that's what I was born with. So I was a Christian. I was a devoted Christian. I read the Bible through and through. I studied it. I thought it was legit. I thought it was the real word of God, and I followed it to the T. And I, what surprised me was that I was following to the T that, but everybody else in church and everybody in my family, nobody else was following to the T. They were just living their lives the way they wanted to live it. Most people I knew hadn't even read the Bible. They just went to church every Sunday for 20 years and haven't read the Bible and just listened to whatever their pastor had said. But me, I can't follow something unless I believe in it. So me, I took it serious. I lived it literally. I did everything. I kept the commandments. And um, eventually... Seeking the truth, it led me to the Hebrew Israelite journey where we kept the commandments, we kept the Torah, you know, that's the first five books. We kept the Shabbat every Saturday for years and to the point where I became like a teacher in the movement and wrote a book on black people being the Israelites of the Bible, which I believed in. I don't believe in the Bible anymore, but um, at that time I did. I became known for... Like um, one of the go-to guys in the Hebrew Israelite movement I had a blog site that was at truthovertradition.com, and it was read by thousands of people from all over the globe. And I used to get emails every single day, every week, throughout the year about just questions about the Bible that I thought I had the answer to. And I lived it for years. I was unfulfilled, but on I believed it. But something in the back of my mind, I always felt like something was off, but I believed it, so I lived it. And then, so, what was your final straw? Well, over the years, me and my wife, we kind of struggled financially while we was in the Hebrew Israelite movement. We were doing good, 
I say, and then at the more serious I took the Bible, the more financially we struggled. <laughs> so, you know, I was taking it literally. Like, I mean, I was trying to really live like Jesus or Yeshua, who we called him, and um, really live the book. And, you know, when you're trying to live something so ancient in these modern day times, it's definitely not going to be the most financially abundant life you're going to get. <laughs> so we struggling. And then um, just keeping the commandments to the best I can and struggling so much financially, it just had me to start looking to see what the problem was. So I just came across some cats on YouTube who were breaking down the Bible in a way I had never heard before, talking about the origins of the book. Since I'm a researcher by nature, I just started delving in. And I found, um, you know, the African origins of the book, the comedic origins, and I just couldn't deny it. I was just like, wow, you know, it's like everything I believed in came 10,000 plus years before the Bible was even created. Just learning that there's no way I could continue believing in the Bible anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, I remember when... You came and asked me a question, and that was, what if everything you believed in was false? Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I had reached a place where I was okay with the truth. I had already left Christianity, (laughs) and during that process, I had found out some things like there being multiple saviors, all having the same December 25th birthday, um, the one that we gave to Jesus. Yeah. Or Yahushua. Whatever you um, want to call so, <laughs> Yeah. I came across a lot of things that I wasn't ready to accept because I couldn't explain, like, how did we get here? Why are there trees outside? But th- this one, you was a Christian, right? Yeah. So, well, on the verge of a Christian, like Mm. realizing that something is seriously not right. During that time frame, you know, finding out that the letter J is only a few hundred years old. So that right there just takes Jesus, the name Jesus, off the bat. Mm. You know? But you know what I'm saying? You found this out when you was a Hebrew, right? Christianity. I was just at a point, like, I wanted to... So you knew that as a Christian, that the J wasn't in This existence? was on my way out okay, okay. Christianity. Because okay. at a point where I wanted to be closer to God. Yeah. So I needed that close relationship. So I was just pray every day, like, give me eyes to see, ears to hear mm-hmm. what the Spirit is saying to the church. And <laughs> during that time frame, that's when I came across... A lot of this stuff, but I wasn't ready to accept everything. Mm, yeah. So at that point, naturally, Hebrew Israelite felt like it was right because it seemed as though they were living more according to the Bible. Instead of saying Jesus, you know, we would say Yeshua or Yahusha mm. or Yah, Yahuwah, Yahweh, whatever you want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we knew there was no J. Yeah. Then. And even Googling when the Sabbath was, it specifically mm. says Saturday. I felt like things were off. And so 
since I couldn't explain how the world is created, I felt like the Bible was still right. It's just Christianity had it wrong. Mm-hmm. This is all because your upbringing was Christianity, right. so you had no other perspective to pull from. The only perspective you could pull from was Christianity. Right. That's the same place I was. You know, I grew up in the church, but when I got older, after 17, I just lived my own life. But then in my early 20s, I wanted to change my life, but all I could pull from was Christianity, so I became a Christian. Then after trying to live by the Bible and I see other people aren't, you know, it led me down the path to the Hebrew Israelites, you know, along with you. And then I also was running across information that said, you know, the Jesus story, there was stories before that that yeah. similar and all that. I thought, like, maybe they're just misinformed or maybe Satan had put it up. You know, people were saying Satan created yeah. created this stuff beforehand. So they get blamed for everything. Yeah, yeah, you know, evil. just things we used to believe in. So I just thought it was like a trick of the devil. So, like, I just bypassed it and then continued my journey down the Hebrew Israelites, both of us. We kept the commandments best we could. We raised our children. In the Hebrew Israelite movement, we even gave our son a Hebrew name. And we took it seriously. We were some of the most devoted um, Bible-believing people you would run across. And we believed it. So you're not talking to people who don't know the Bible. You know, like, at one point, I actually could speak Hebrew almost fluently. So we just wanted to, you know, put that out there, let the listeners know, you know, our background before we get into um, the wise and the... Um, the different spiritual perspectives that we've since subscribed to after leaving the Bible altogether. So, but yeah, back to that day, you asked me that question. So I was just at a point with being okay. And from that moment on, I can honestly say I have been the freest, happiest person that I've been in a long time, felt like I put myself in bondage. It was a point <laughs> in the walk or Hebrew walk, we call it the walk at that time or yeah. the way or the truth. But even in that, <sighs> I reached a point of like, why was I even born? Why was mm. I even created to mm. be a woman? Because everything and that book diminished who I was. I was unclean for having a menstrual cycle. I was unclean for having a baby, unclean for having sex. Everything about who I was, it's just like, why did I have to be born a woman? You're looked at as property to a man, mm. according to scripture. So, you know, I just reached a point where I was just like, man. So leaving that behind, it helped me to tap back into who I truly am and also looking into other spiritual systems. So not to say I don't have bad days or whatever, but just the fact of knowing there is not someone outside of me that's going to condemn me or Send me to a so-called hell if I don't yeah. do this, yeah, that, yeah, or the yeah, third. Yeah. It was very liberating for me. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, same here, man. Like, I was the one who came out of the religion first. 
but my wife was right behind me, and um, I felt the freest I had ever been. You know, I had nobody. For years, I, I felt bound to some God in the sky. We sitting up here keeping this the Sabbath or the Shabbat. Can't really do anything on that day. You know, we rest. You know what I'm saying? We try. You know what I mean? We, put yourself on punishment. Yeah, it's like we're putting ourselves on lockdown. Waiting for, for the sun to go waiting down. Waiting for the sun to go down for a God that, you know, <laughs> that is not even, even there. We're thinking it's like this uh, invisible person you're trying to please. And it, it's not there. It's all in your mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all in your mind. But, you know, we did our best. But after we came out of that, you know, we've been the fridge we've ever been. Um, for me, it started, what got me out was learning the, um, I'm a student of truth. I'm a truth seeker by nature. So I started studying the origins of the Bible. So what got me out was learning not only the origin stories that the Bible came from, you know, like um, most people listening to this probably know that, you know, like the, um, I can't even remember off the top anymore, but like the comedic origins of the Bible. But studying the, how the Bible came about anyway, from the printing press, the Gutenberg printing press in 1455, basically being the first complete Bible, you know, New Testament and Old Testament. And then from there, before that, there was never a complete Bible. So the, we don't even get a complete Bible until the mid-1400s. So prior to that, only the elite, the Catholics and um, other people in power in Europe at the time, only them had access to, um, you know, like what they would consider the word of God. So we didn't even have a complete Bible until the mid 1400s. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you get the Glendale Bible, the no, the Geneva Bible, then the Tinsdale Bible, and then the 1611 King James Version Bible, which is where all of the versions we read today come from. So the whole story about Jesus, think about it. You don't get the Bible until a, 15 about 1400 years later after he died mm -hmm. so that's telling you right there all of this is from man there was as simple as that and then you know we know the whole constantine thing at 325 a.d and you know the roman catholics put all of that putting the bible together and stuff like that but they wasn't putting the bible together they were just putting the stories together that the people around that time believed in so there were about seven different people with the name yeshua and there was one man who actually, Yeshua Ben Pandera, that man who actually led, he was the leader of, um, you know, a pro-black group of spiritual people that they associated with the Nazarenes. And that man, since he really did exist, they took the ancient Kemetic or the creation myths, you know, with Haru, Masur, and Aset, they took all of the creation myths and funneled that into one guy who actually existed to make what we got today, you know, where we get a Jesus and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's a long thing. I used to know this information like the back of my hand, but I'm so far removed from the Bible and all of that <laughs> religious stuff that... Yeah, once, <laughs> once I reached that point, I took the app off my phone, put the book away. Like, I just mm. wanted to get back to self and navigate this thing called life from within, like, what felt natural to me. It it was a little difficult at times trying to get away from it because, you know, it was embedded in you mm. for so long. Yeah. But um, once you reach that point... It's just like a whole new world opens up for you. And so that's our wish for you all who 
may be struggling with that. You may have come across some information, but you're afraid to let go. Do know that the book that was given to us and specifically our people, our melanated people, it came with an agenda. Mm-hmm. And so it's our hope for our people to be liberated, not waiting on a savior to come down from the sky. Yeah. <laughs> you can love <laughs> You know, there's nobody coming. Um, you know, that's our thing, like us as a people. You know, we've been struggling. Y'all, when I believed in end times, I believed in that so deep. That's all I saw. Everything Mm -hmm. around me was the world is coming to an end, and that's all I could see. And I became depressed. I probably depressed my children (laughs) through those thoughts, but... That period, after leaving religion, it taught me how powerful our mind is. I believe so. Um, So whatever you believe, that's what your perception is going to be. And just because you believe it, don't make it true. Make it true. Yeah. Well, us as a people, you know, we've been struggling trying to overcome the remnants of slavery for the last four or five hundred years, and most of that has to do with us being religious you know if you know history you know christianity was beaten into our ancestors along with islam which was first but here on this side of the globe was mostly christianity it's been passed down from generation to generation most of us would just accept what was given to us without doing any research you know unable to think for ourselves right yeah. so like we talk that there you know somebody's coming somebody's gonna crack the scalp open one day and save us all we won't have to go through this anymore and with that mindset it kind of like cripples you from going after it in this lifetime i'm talking about like really going after your goals really yeah. going after your dreams really yeah. going after like what's inside of you what you really want to bring forth in the world because if you feel like world's going to come to an end and somebody's going to crack the scalp and save us from our sins or whatever yeah, you know what i mean like, whatever why I even do yeah, yeah 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 you really don't go after it but once you realize that there is no one coming there is no no such thing as jesus and there's nobody coming to save us like we are the saviors if we don't save ourselves we won't be saved but once and, you realize um, that you will take control of your own life right You'll take control of your destiny and you will make it happen for yourself. That's been the difference between us and other um, races because they have their own culture. They, they don't have our history as far as like what we as a people have been through. So they don't have a savior complex and they don't have a self-hate complex, which comes from slavery. So without having those, they can just function and go after what what they want to go for and dominate whereas us we're always trying to integrate assimilate and wait on jesus and wait on this savior you know whether it's christianity islam whatever it is it's always about a savior and um versus saving ourselves so you know on this podcast we just wanted to um present a different perspective we'll be talking about you know, different spiritual systems, um, whether it be, you know, different assets of African spirituality um, from Kemet to now, do you know, the African origins of other 
spiritual systems, you know, like Buddhism. You will be talking about the Ethiopian origins of that. Just any spiritual system outside of the Western religions that we've been handed down. We'll be talking about that. And we're not a part of any religious system, any spiritual system at all. So we're coming at it trying to convert you to anything because we're not a part of anything. We just embrace them all. Right. And even though we're not Bible thumpers anymore, we do realize that there are some good principles in there. If you can look at it without religious eyes, you realize that most of the people in there did not exist. And it's just an allegory for you to kind of get a takeaway from it. But I would like to close out this episode with one of the poems Maurice wrote in the Up From Religion poetic memoir, and that's available on Amazon, or you can go to upfromreligion.com. It's called Mind Control. Found by a book that's based on a lie, got black people shook, praying to a white, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) a white man (laughs) in the sky. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) we so scared to go to hell. That we miss out on the now. We know our lives are miserable, but religion keeps us in denial. Pastors sell us hope, and we get hooked on it like dope, giving them all our money, which is why we remain broke. But they tell us to rely on God to pay our bills, though they rely on us to pay their bills. Yet we can't give it up because we bound by church lies, Thinking if we stop going, we'll miss out on a trip to the skies. So we forever remain addicted to our oppressor's religion. And we feed it to our children who grow up making the same decisions. Religion ain't saving us. It's enslaving us. Making us trust in a book that our oppressors gave to us. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, my wife said we just wanted to close out on that note. And, um... The next episodes will be going, you know, deeper into other spiritual perspectives beyond Christianity, Islam, and we'll dive more into our journeys of our life after religion. All right. Peace and love. Peace and love. Guys. All right,